Welcome, welcome, everybody. It's Scott here from Woke Societies here to drop another episode of amazing content. We have a lot to cover as far as Q drops. As always, it's been like this the last three weeks, but today we're going to be mainly focusing on the CIA, the relationship they have with the media as far as leaking information illegally and how far back that has gone. We're going to be talking about um, Obama and the corruption in the FISA courts and a little history on that. And we're just going to cover all the most recent Q drops. And the Q hasn't dropped in probably about an hour now. So I think we're okay. And you're going to get the most updated ones. But if they do come across during this recording, I will update it and try to get to them as well. So we have a lot to cover. But first, what do I want to, what do I want to show you guys first is this video. This video was actually queued, and it's talking about Mika Brzezinski. And if everybody was following uh, Twitter yesterday morning, she had a complete meltdown. A meltdown calling for Trump's Twitter account to be deleted. And she went on this huge rant saying how she's going to be having this meeting and a phone call with Jack from Twitter and all this other stuff. So this patriot called The United Spot made this amazing video just completely trashing uh, Mika Brzezinski and her triggered moment. So I'm going to play that for you guys and I'll see you guys on the other end of the intro. Take a watch. Hello? Hello? Is this Twitter? Uh, yes, it is. How can I help you? This is Mika. Mika. Um, okay. Uh, what's up? I need you to take Donald Trump off of Twitter now. For for what? What, what did, did he do? Did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Do but you what? have any idea who I am or what I'm capable of? No, I have I no idea. I want you to take Donald Trump off Twitter now. For, for what, though? You need to be more specific. Do you know who I am? No, I I've am never heard Mika. of Mika. Who? I've never I'm heard of you. Tell you again. You take Donald Trump off of Twitter. I know. I'm, I'm trying or to I'm find. I'm gonna bring hell with me. Okay. I'm I, gonna I, use my privilege card right now. I know, you but for what? Me? What? You take Donald Trump off Twitter right now. For Do you what? understand me? Hey, you settle take down. Donald Trump off Twitter. Settle right down. Now. Do you understand me? Hey, hey, settle ah. down. Take a deep breath. Ah. Hey, hey. Ah. So good. Look how triggered she got. Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real. But it's like the twilight zone. The plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Bring your thoughts to light. All the plans they conceal. Grab your flashlight. It's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot. Dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning. Patriots are now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold. Stay woke. Open up guys and keep them healed. All they do is lie. Realize how everything is real. Through Project Looking Glass, the future is revealed. Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Woke society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. Enjoy the show. Severe non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the show today. Let's get into the shameless plugs and we will get into the content. If everyone can go right now, go to the Woke Society's YouTube page, like, share, subscribe, tell everybody about this channel. Let everyone know we are the news now. 
If you can also, if we have my Patreon where you can become a patron for a little as a dollar a month, $12 a year. And I also have tiered pricing here as well if you guys want to do that and all that good stuff. And of course, I am trying to implore every single one of you out there. We're at 665 subscribers on BitChute. Please go subscribe there in the link below in case, God forbid, YouTube takes this channel down at some point in the future. This is where I'll be uploading the content. And also, as you guys know, go to the Woke Societies com webpage where you can find all my podcasting platforms besides spotify i have to remove them still but i am not on spotify anymore and of course as you guys know you go to my store link click the store link and you guys can check out all of my cool amazing q and woke merch and all that good stuff look at those beautiful t-shirts guys though hashtag obamagate we got the woke societies one here and the newest one that i've added is the state woke t-shirt as well so check it out all the links below and all that good stuff. All right. Let's bring that music back down. And just to let you guys know too, the sponsorships are almost ready. Um, I have two signed contracts going and you will, you guys will start to begin probably seeing those as soon as next week. These are going to be, these are products that I myself have tried and used, and I would not put anything on this channel that I wouldn't feel comfortable selling or using myself. And I feel like these products that are going to be coming out are going to be something that is going to benefit everybody. So just to let everyone know, there it is. So everyone just saw the video of Mika Brzezinski, right? I just want you guys to see the context of where this video and where all this stuff started coming from. This was yesterday morning and she is talking here. It says at Twitter, this was first thing in the morning. She's the morning uh, talking head on MSNBC with Morning Joe. And she started tweeting here, need to know why Trump is not banned. I will be reaching out to head of Twitter about their policies being violated every day by President Trump. Hope my call is taken. Please retweet if you agree. And she got 191,000 likes. Obviously, the liberal media and liberal big tech is completely behind her. Um, and as you keep going here, you'll see Mika Brzezinski at Jack. Please take my call today. Please stop allowing your platform policies to be abused by the day. <laughs> if only she was on the other side of this shadow banning censorship. It's just laughable at this point that these people are complaining about Trump breaking Twitter policies, but, and she just kept going. At what point is Twitter a part of this? Take down Trump's account. The world would be safer. Retweet if you agree. And she's an absolute clown. And she just went on a Twitter spree. And that video that I showed you right here by the United Spot was actually cued. And we'll get into that just a little bit later. But that is why I wanted to play that video. She absolutely got triggered. And it was so good to see Q point this out. And there's so many people, millions of people laughing at her now. So fantastic. So what are we going to get into? What I want to show everyone first is just to give a little bit more backstory into Russiagate and really, really the reason why Obama was going after General Flynn. And now more information is coming out that this spying was actually going on way beforehand as far as 2016. It looks like it was even earlier in 2015. And these details are still to be remain to come out. But I want to bring up this article here from tabletmag.com, and I'm going to read this. It starts out saying, Barack Obama warned his successor against hiring Michael Flynn. It was November 10, 2016, just two days after Donald Trump upset Hillary Clinton to become the 45th president of the United States. Trump told aide Hope Hicks that he was bewildered by the president's warning of all the important things Obama could have discussed with him. The outgoing commander-in-chief wanted to talk about Michael Flynn. Now, why 
Why would that be the case? The question of why Obama was so focused on Flynn is especially revealing now. The Department of Justice recently filed to withdraw charges against the retired three-star general for making false statements to the FBI in a January 24, 2017 interview regarding a phone call with a Russian diplomat. The circumstances surrounding the call and subsequent FBI interview have given rise to a vast conspiracy theory that was weaponized to imprison a decorated war hero and a strategic thinker whose battlefield innovations saved countless American lives. There is no evidence that Flynn colluded with Russia and the evidence that Flynn did not make false statements. The FBI has been buried by the, by, by the borough, including current director Christopher Wray. So if the Obama administration wasn't alarmed by Flynn's non-existent ties to Russia, why was he Obama's number one target? This is a question that everyone's been asking. Why were officials from the previous administration intercepting his phone calls with the Russian ambassador? Well, the answer is that Obama saw Flynn as a signal threat to his legacy, which was rooted in his July 2015 nuclear agreement with Iran. This disgusting deal that Obama signed in with Iran realigning our joint interests, which they were a terror state at this at this point and they still might be labeled that but the joint comprehensive and plan of action which would have which is what it was called flynn had said long before he signed on with the trump campaign that it was a catastrophe to realign american interests with those of a terror state and now that the candidate he'd advised was the new president-elect flynn was in a position to help undo the deal to stop Flynn, the outgoing White House ran the same offense it used to sell the Iran deal. They smeared Flynn through the press as an agent of a foreign power, spied on him, and leaked classified intercepts of his conversations, which was illegal, which we're going to talk about today, to reliable echo chamber allies, which we have now seen in the mainstream media. So guys, this is what it was all about. But the big problem is here... We all knew the Iran deal with that Obama set up was completely ridiculous. He's, this is the deal talking about the uh, the pallets full of cash and all this weird shit that you would just never typically see. But it just happened. Everyone trusts Obama. Obama could do nothing wrong, right? A scandalous presidential run that he that he supposedly ran for eight years, right? But here we are. But why why was Obama so afraid of Michael Flynn blowing up this deal? Deals that, again, were just bleeding the United States dry, money that was going to known terrorist countries. Why was this happening? Michael Flynn wanted to blow this entire thing up because, again, he knew it was not in America's best interest. But really, the question is, which were, this, is, this is where Q-Team, I think, is bringing the operation. Who is pulling the strings for Obama? Who's, who's the puppeteer behind Obama that was pushing this to get Michael Flynn completely destroyed, his reputation destroyed, and ultimately jailed because Flynn wanted to blow this deal up. So this is where it all began, and now the news is out that Obama was was trying to unmask Flynn and multiple Trump um, cabinet members, including his own family, at, even before 2016, which we're going to see. But it gets even worse, just to throw in this story here before we're going to get right into the Q drops very quickly here. Um, this is from the Daily Caller, and, you know, this just it just keeps piling on. Just keeps piling on. The, the Daily Caller article here is FBI offered to pay Christopher Steele significantly to dig up dirt on Flynn. And just to remind people of who Christopher Steele was, Christopher Steele was an ex-intelligence officer, I believe, out of MI6, and he was running his own intelligence uh, operation, his own business, his own entity and the fbi was offering money offering money to this man to make this dossier the dossier up 
and this is where we are. So just a quick, some quick bullet points from this article. It says, former British spy Christopher Steele peddled an unfounded rumor in December 2016 that Michael Flynn had an extramarital affair with a Russian woman, according to documents released earlier in May. Months before Steele discussed Flynn, the FBI offered to pay the ex-spy to collect intelligence on Flynn and other Trump associates who were the targets of a counterintelligence investigation. An FBI source provided information about Flynn that matches what Steele provided the borough. An FBI memo from early 2017 also said. Rumors about Flynn and a Russian-British woman, Svetlania Lakova, began circulating in the media in March 2017. So I'm not going to get into the uh, details on this article, but just to point out, more of this information is coming out that the FBI was just completely in over their head and they did not care. They were willing to pay money, straight up cash, to people like Christopher Steele to dig up information on the people that Obama wanted to look into and completely destroy. So that brings us to the Q drops here. And let me just scroll down to where I would like to begin here. We're going to be starting with the ones from yesterday up until current. And the one I want to start with now is 4291. Why did POTUS reply to a tweet from May 30th, 2019? Possible marker. Now, this was a strange one. Trump here retweeted a tweet here, which you guys can see on the screen. Uh, the name of the person was called US Patriot. And when you go to that, go to that account, you can clearly tell it's a Q account. We got where we go one, where we go all on the hashtag on particular on the tweet that Trump retweeted. And Q is just pointing out, why did POTUS reply to a tweet from May 30th, 2019? Where we go one, we go all. And this is the tweet right here, which you guys can see. Now, we're still trying to figure out if there is a marker on this date. I don't remember any deltas happening on this date, but still it's very curious why Trump would go back. There's a whole full year, almost, to 2019. Maybe this is a future marker. Where today is May 21st, so maybe something's going to happen on that day. We'll have to wait and see. But either way, it's still great to see Trump here retweeting a Q account with the hashtag where we go on, we go all. Just more indicators that Trump and Q team are aligned. And this is, again, not conspiracy theories as we are painted. 4292. March 8th, 2020 video of Dr. Fauci saying masks were harmful and unessential. And again, the picture here of Trump on the mic with Dr. Fauci, the fraud behind him wearing the mask. And Q says reconcile with a tweet link. And this is the link that we're given. This is from anonymous Q Patriot on Twitter. Why was Dr. Fauci a health expert? Why was Dr. Fauci a health expert just a few months ago telling us masks were harmful and unessential to those of us who aren't infected? Why do we need a mask now? What has changed since March? And I'm just gonna play the video here. I'm not even sure how long it is. Let me just see Confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are 
unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. The people You heard that, and he keeps going. Healthcare providers and people that are ill, but now, including in my home state here in New York, it's almost when you go outside, they never gave us the rule that we have to wear a mask even outside everywhere we go, but people are still doing it. They think it's giving a, 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 sense of, a sense of security, but it's really not. But remember when all, this, when all this was beginning, between February and March, people started buying all these masks. They weren't necessary. Most of the people, most people that I was around just thought that even the idea of wearing a mask was a complete joke because all the information that we have now is just even telling us even more that the masks don't work in general. And we've seen it. We're going to see a new Q post. And by the way, Q did post again while, it was the, while that video was playing. So I will, I will refresh that. But we know the masks don't work. To me, they are a sign of, supp- uh, of oppression and suppression, putting something literally over our mouths, keeping us shut. That's what I feel like is happening. But again, Q is saying reconcile. Why does this? Why is there... Why is there misinformation about this? Why are we seeing one message, but really another message is being portrayed? It's unreal. But this is what Q is trying to point out. And that's why it said Dr. Fauci saying masks were harmful, unessential back in March. And now, and the funny thing is, we seem to be coming out of this, right? The death toll is, is, is stabilized. Most of the states aren't having too many deaths. New York's still a hot mess. That's why I don't think we're going back to normal anytime soon. But either way, Everything seems to be coming down and stabilizing. But why are we wearing masks now? The, 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 the push to wear masks has increased while everything with COVID is seeming to be calming down and hopefully will be soon pushed. This will be just a, a terrible memory. But why is that happening now? So Q is just pointing that out to us. Let's keep going. 4293. D's using COVID-19 to prevent the exposure of D's corruption, Pfizergate, Biden, Ukraine, and other. And there is multiple reasons why I believe this virus is being used by the Dems to their advantage, not just because of mail-in ballots, which we're also going to talk about today, but because they're, it's used as a smokescreen, a cover, with everything going on with FISA, Biden, Ukraine, and of course, Obamagate. So let's see what Q said here. They link a usnews.com webpage and they take a quote from it, and this is what it reads. Meanwhile, Democrats and the Homeland Security Committee have decried the investigation and the subpoena, arguing that they should be focusing on coronavirus-related issues during the ongoing pandemic and prioritize it over prioritize it over politics. In a letter sent to Johnson on Tuesday, Senator Kamala Harris of California renewed her calls for another COVID-19 hearing, noting that the committee hasn't had one since early March. DNC media, mainstream media, echo chamber push, and we know the DNC and the mainstream media are completely aligned and it's a complete echo chamber. Is this about the virus or preventing exposure of Democrat corruption? Is this about the virus or locking Republican-controlled Senate from investigating D's? FISA Biden, other corruption, is this about the virus or the election? And I just want to point something out real quick. The Republicans, what are you doing? What are you doing? The Republicans, they might not be as wrapped up in this, but they are just as corrupt as the Democrats, what, but what are they doing to stop any of this? It just seems they're kind of just on the back burner, kind of just going along with this. But they they seem to oppose some things, especially when um, Nancy and, and the Democrats are trying to pass these 
these bills uh, for coronavirus and all that stuff. And it just seems like the, the Republicans are just kind of like, and eh, we don't want to get too much. We don't want to muddy the waters too much. We want to kind of stay out of it. But I just wanted to bring that up. But again, Q is just pointing out here in this U.S. News article, a subpoena has been authorized by the GOP to look into Hunter Biden and Burisma now. And it's, it's good to see. And just to read a little bit of this, it says the Senate Homeland Security Committee Chairman Ron Johnson of Wisconsin set up a vote to subpoena Blue Star Strategies, a consulting firm that worked with Burisma while Biden sat on the company's board and faces allegations of trying to influence policy at the State Department. The committee advanced the subpoena in a party line vote. GOP Senator Mitt Romney of Utah has previously expressed concerns about the investigation targeting the Bidens. And of course, he's the only one, right? Because he's he's wrapped up in all this garbage, too. But join the other seven committee Republicans to vote in favor of the subpoena. So maybe he was just trying to buy himself some time to lawyer up and clear whatever uh, information that was out there that could potentially cause some trouble for him. But it says the subpoena vote was originally intended for a former Blue Star consultant to produce documents, but was scrapped in March and tailored to instead subpoena the firm directly. But again, the Democrats are going to use this as an excuse that Trump wants to focus on going after Hunter and Joe because this is turning into a political thing. And again, Trump doesn't care about uh, care about doesn't care about Americans, and they just want. He just wants Americans to die, and he's willing to let Americans die for him to get reelected. That is the narrative that's being pushed for all this. We all know it's complete BS. But again, Q is pointing this out to, again, ask, why are D's using COVID-19? And again, it's to prevent people from looking at them, and they want you to look at the virus and stay in fear and have that distraction. 4294, evil begets evil. And Democrats is in parentheses there. Pandemic, dem, panic, fear, vote by mail is in the kill box. And obey, stay inside or face death or arrest, also in the kill box. Tactics will push, will end, plus one election day. Now, let me just, I'll read the rest of it. And they said, reconcile, release of convicts from prison, evil releases evil. Do these people care about your well-being? Do these people love America? Do anything to regain power. Now, when I read this, it says tactics will put tactics push will end plus one election day. So I don't know if these if this means one month, one day. It says election day, but it doesn't say the plus one if it's days or months. And especially living in a democratic state like New York, anyone that lives in Michigan or or um, California, we don't know how long these lockdowns and this slow rollout of becoming normal again is going to take and from what q is saying here it's a possibility that this could go all the way to the election day and even after so we'll have to see but again q is saying do these people love america they don't new york released their, uh, some prisoners because they were worried about covid california did the same thing i'm not sure if michigan did but it wouldn't surprise me if they did but again why are you releasing criminals people that are convicted of terrible crimes just getting released what does that make sense? If they have COVID and they go in contact with other people, isn't that just going to spread the virus anyways? It doesn't make, none of it makes sense. Oh, and by the way, during all this, you can still get an abortion. Just want to throw that out there. You can still do that. But in these hospitals where you can't get any other elective surgeries, abortion is still one of those things. So keep that in mind too. It's absolutely disgusting what, what these states are allowing, especially the Democratic-run states. It's disgusting. 4295, unity creates peace. Unity is humanity. The world is what we make it. 
People fell asleep long ago. People gave up control. People have been compartmentalized, divided. Divided you are weak. Divided you are taught to fight each other. Race versus race. Religion versus religion. Class versus class. Gender versus gender. And this is what we've been dealing with, with this, this liberal culture that was being created ever since Obama took office. And it just got just, it just weeded into the fabric of our country. And we are now... Also, this information war. We are in a culture war, too. No doubt about that. But Q continues saying here, unity is what gives people strength. Unity is what gives people power collectively, power over government, power over. And I saw another tweet. There's This is a kill box, but it's empty. But there's 19 spaces in between this kill box. There's got to be some, some significance to that, but I was not able to find anything yet on that. So I'll keep looking out. But it says unity creates space. Unity is humanity. The world is what we make it. And right now, I know myself and many others that are in this movement, in this information war, we are uniting as many people as we possibly can to make this push and to let people know it's time to wake up. It's time to get back together. We are not asleep anymore. We are taking back control. Let's continue. 4296, mainstream media wearing masks now coordinated to keep the COVID-19 pandemic alive. And this picture is so eye-opening. For everyone in the podcast, this is a screenshot of a YouTube video here. And the account is from the White House. And you can see here, the date on this video was May 6th. And it's, a, it's just a brief screenshot of the press room. And the media is not wearing masks. And as you scroll down... This on May 8th, also same picture of the same media, all wearing masks. And Q says May, May 6th, 2020, mask off. May 8th, mask on. Reconcile. Pandemic. And we're also seeing it, guys. You guys have seen the videos of, of the media. As soon as the cameras are off, the media, they're just asking these, ah, got you questions. The ones that are pushing all this fear, guess what they do? They rip their mask right off the moment the cameras are off. Why is that? But yet here we are, all the common people, all what's going on with these masks is why it bothers me because I'm seeing it starting to affect kids now. Not my own child. He's not in school yet, but I'm seeing CDC literally came out with guidelines today. If schools were to reopen today, they're requiring preschoolers. They would be requiring preschoolers and children to be wearing masks in school. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine. I can barely get a hat on my son. A hat. I can't imagine placing something over their face that we know reduces oxygen intake by 30% and you're just breathing in all this used hot air. It's not good. Can you imagine being sending your kid off to, the, to school like that? Can you imagine? But yet here we are. Here we are with the media that is pushing this fear porn. The moment the cameras are off, the masks are off. How do you reconcile what is really going on? 4297. Video meme. Original Karen Mika Brzezinski gets triggered beyond repair. And again, everyone knows the story with Joe Scarborough and the um, the intern that, that, that was killed and how she is linked to that. We're not going to get into all that today. But again, that is where this video was tweeted from. And again, that is why I played it. This again is Mika talking to Jack there. And at the end, you guys saw Donald Trump Jr. Jr. showing his book, laughing, saying, here, Mika, I'll give you my book triggered for free. Excellent video. And Q wanted to point that out there. Gave us all a good laugh for sure. 4298. 
Senators Johnson and Grassley asked acting DNI Richard Grinnell to declass more unmasking by Obama administration. And I'll just pull up the letter real quick. This was dated for May 19th. Just talking about, again, this is from Chuck Grassley asking Grinnell to please continue to, um, we want to keep having this transparency. And I'll just read some of it. It says, as we explained in our May 12th, 2020 letter to you, uh, May 12th, 2020 letter to you, one of the most significant unanswered questions about what occurred during the 2016 election is how many Americans were unmasked, at whose request and for what purpose. It has become evident that the FBI and possibly members of the U.S. intelligence community were focused on U.S. persons affiliated with the Trump campaign in early 2016, if not even earlier. One example is that in April 2016, FBI headquarters directed its New York field office to open a counterintelligence investigation of Carter Page, which on August 10, 2016, became part of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. And here, the letter continues on. It's only two pages. Don't have to get into all the details on it. But again, this is Chuck Grassley imploring to Grinnell to please continue to give this, keep declassifying this information, we need transparency to figure exactly, figure out what happened. So Q said, ask and you shall receive. And it's just more, we're going to be getting more D-class as the weeks go on. And it's going to be fantastic. All right. So this is the most important part about this video right now. I've been saying it for the last week now. People are now realizing the spy campaign that took place with the FBI domestically with Obama and Susan Rice, all these people that were making these unmasking requests. But people, the public is now becoming aware of this. The normies are now becoming aware of this. Liberals, or heads are exploding. They don't know what to do with this. The mainstream media doesn't know what to do with this. And they're currently spinning it right now that the un, that Flynn truly wasn't unmasked and Obama did nothing wrong. Biden did nothing wrong. We knew this was going to happen. They're going to give a counter-narrative to the actual story. But where Q team is now bringing... And you can see it in the drops here. We knew the CIA was involved with this with Five Eyes. And who was controlling the FBI at that point? None other than John Brennan. So let's look at 4299. The Central Intelligence Agency played quarterback to the unmasking. And how did this happen? Because apparently the FISA courts were created for this reason to have legal procedures of unmasking American citizens, but does the CIA work under those same provisions? Apparently not, and we're going to see that right now. So here we are. And Anon wrote, this is a screenshot. Normally, intelligence passed on from a member of the Five Eyes Alliance, that's Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the UK, and the US, to another member comes through an official channel, channel for intelligence sharing. However, Nunes, upon reviewing this document, that formally launched the FBI's, FBI's investigation said there was no intelligence shared through that official channel, meaning that the intelligence was shared through unofficial means, or if you want to put it, illegal means. Q writes, important to note, future events are in the kill box. Masking versus unmasking, incidentally intercepted versus, versus direct target, 702 collection minimization procedures versus CIA versus 5i. How does the CIA collect intelligence? The CIA, not governed by FISA intelligence operation conducted outside U.S. FBI is under FISA. The FISA um, foreign intelligence mission is principally domestic. Target location, U.S. or abroad traveling rules, foreign intelligence collection of U.S. persons, official versus unofficial. What central ABC agency played quarterback? And 
it's Q is making this very obvious. The agency that was playing quarterback was the CIA, who was controlled by John Brennan, who was taking direct orders from Obama himself. Now, people are wondering, well, how did the CIA do this? The CIA didn't doesn't didn't have to go through the normal channel, which would have been what the FBI goes through, which is the FISA courts, to get these unmasking, these unmasking uh, rulings, these granted. But here we are. The CIA was also involved because they have a little bit more pull with that, and they did it. They did it. And let me pull up this real quick. It's a link to the executive orders here of the Federal Register. This is, it's way, it's huge. This is a huge document about how the FBI, or not the FBI, the CIA collects intelligence the legal way, but we knew that didn't happen. But really what he was talking about here, they're going to be bringing up the fact that the CIA was collecting information on Trump as well. It wasn't just the FBI. So it's going to move further and further up the chain. And people are going to realize that this was an international spying ring. wasn't just domestic. And that's when people are going to really ask, how does this happen? How did this happen? How far does it go? Who is pulling these strings? Because it doesn't stop at Obama. And that's what we're going to be finding out. 4,300. How the Obama administration weaponized surveillance laws to target Trump. And they linked here. Actually, let me just make sure I didn't. Uh, yes. They linked here the Federalist, this Federalist article. This was from today, actually. Now, we're going to get into this because this is a perfect article to remind people. Remind people of what exactly Obama did to weaponize the FISA courts against Trump to get the spying information he was looking for. So let's get into this. The drip drip of newly declassified documents related to the Trump-Russia investigation together with recent reports that a classified leak against former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn might not have come from an unmasking request leaves little doubt that the Obama administration weaponized federal surveillance laws to target Trump associates and undermine the incoming administration. The story thus far is complex, but it's reveals a disturbing abuse of power by the Obama administration that suggests congressional reform of federal surveillance laws is needed to ensure this never happens again. The latest declassified document and email written by former White House National Security Advisor Susan Rice detailing a high-level Oval Office meeting on January 5, 2017 directly implicates then President Obama and other top officials in the targeting of Flynn, including the then Vice President Joe Biden and fired Federal Bureau Investigation Director James Comey. Flynn's conversations with the Russian ambassador became national news after someone in the Obama administration, remember this, illegally leaked to the Washington Post columnist David Ignatius, who revealed in January 12, 2017, column that Flynn had spoken to Kislyak several times in December 29, 2016. But you guys have all seen now with the unmasking request, there was multiple requests before Flynn even had that conversation. So what is going on with that? The list was revealing during those weeks, no fewer than 39 Obama administration officials unmasked Flynn from senior people like Comey and former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, to people who had no conceivable reason for or unmasking Flynn, like former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Samantha Power, and Obama's chief of staff, Denise McDonald. Even Biden was on the list, which we saw. This report matches with a theory floated over the weekend by National Review Online's Andrew McCarthy that Flynn's call with Kislyak may have been intercepted 
under an intelligence program not subject to the masking rules. So if it's not subject by the FISA and the unmasking rules, there's got to be another agency that operates outside those masking rules, right? So who would that be? That would be the CIA. And it says here in the article, probably by the CIA or a friendly foreign spy service acting in a nod and wink arrangement with our intelligence community. This is super important, ladies and gentlemen. Why is this important? Because the CIA was part of this. And for the CIA, all these spying networks, all all of our countries are spying on each other. It's happening all the time. But it's interesting that they use the, uh, the words nod and wink arrangement because the CIA didn't want to get caught. So what they would do is they would look at UK, Australia, say, hey, we're all working together. Could you, uh, you guys, can you guys do the spying on this part or this person? So it's coming from them. But when you guys get the information, we know this is uh, kind of off the books, the uh, wink and nod kind of deal. When you guys get the information, send it to us and we'll take care of it from there. And this is exactly what John Brennan was doing. He was conducting this. He was the quarterback. The CIA was the quarterback of all this. And this is why it's already a big deal that this was done domestically, but it's even worse because now other countries are all involved with this and it becomes an international spy ring. Crazy, crazy stuff. So this is the brief history of surveillance abuse in FISA, but Obama and Biden and other top law enforcement intelligence officials need not have committed crimes to have egregiously abused their power. And now appears that Obama officials use intelligence authorities to defeat the entire purpose of the Federal Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA. That is to do the very thing that led to the creation of the FISA, spy on your political opponents. The reason why FISA was enacted was, again, to understand how they did this, a bit of historical context is in order, and this is good for everyone to know. Congress passed FISA in 1978 as a result of the Church Committee hearings, which were convened in response to revelations that President Richard Nixon and prior presidents had used the FBI and CIA to spy on U.S. citizens and organizations, including anti-war groups and political dissidents. The Nixon administration's widespread wiretapping of U.S. citizens, including his political opponents, shocked the nation. But strictly speaking, it wasn't illegal until these FISA courts were established. But again, the reason why FISA was created in the first place, this is why it's almost funny, was because it was to prevent presidents and their campaigns to spy on their political opponents and Americans in general, which is exactly what the Obama administration did and was doing before Trump was even in office. He was doing exactly what FISA was built, created to prevent. It's nuts. It's crazy. So just the last piece from this article here. Proponents of FISA likely never imagined the warrants for electronic surveillance or unmasking requests might be used by an outgoing administration to spy on an incoming one, but that appears to be what happened in the Trump-Russia investigation the targeting of Flynn. We'll likely know more soon. Senator Johnson and Grassley have since expanded their request calling for the release of records related to the unmasking, which you guys just saw in that letter I showed you, of Trump campaign affiliates by Obama officials from 2016 to January 2017. The senators say they're, they're concerned that surveillance of the Trump campaign began long before the FBI launched its counterintelligence investigation, Crossfire Hurricane, which became the basis for the Robert Mueller probe and years of conspiracy theories about Trump colluding with Russia. All right, so that was, 
I wanted to make sure you guys understood that and why it's so important and the context around what's going on. So 4301, John Brennan, Obama's CIA director, was the quarterback of the Trump-Russia investigation. And Q says this is worth remembering who was the quarterback. And this is going back to an article here from the New York Times from July 31st, 2014. And again, we got to get into this because you guys have to see how far back John Brennan's corruption was and just give you guys some more context. So an internal investigation by the CIA has found that its officers penetrated a computer network used by the Senate Intelligence Committee in preparing its damning report on the CIA's detention and interrogation program. This is when people were trying to figure out what was going on with the waterboarding. Is this something that is wor- that works? Can- is this morally okay to do to terrorists and all that stuff? And we know that the studies came out. They found it to not be really, it wasn't working, and they ended up being morally wrong, but they were still doing it anyways. The report by the agency's inspector general also found that the CIA officers read the emails of the Senate investigators and sent a criminal referral to the Justice Department based on false information, according to a summary of findings made public on Thursday. So you have the CIA illegally watching senators now. This is what was taking place. The inspector general's account of how the CIA secretly monitored a congressional committee charged with supervising its activities touched off angry criticism from members of the Senate and amounted to vindication for Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, the committee's Democratic chairwoman who exacerbated the CIA in March when the agency's monitoring of committee investigators become public. A statement issued Thursday morning by CIA spokesman said that John Brennan, the agency's director, had apologized to Ms. Feinstein and the committee's ranking Republican Senator Saxby Chambliss of Georgia and would set up an internal accountability board to review the issue. John Brennan said he was sorry. We didn't, we, we didn't know it was going to go that far. We, we're sorry that we hacked your computers and we were spying on you. We're sorry. We'll, we promise we'll make what they call an internal accountability board to review this issue. The statement said that the board, which will be led by former Democratic Senator Evan Baya of Indiana, could recommend potential disciplinary measures and steps to address systematic issues. But you guys are seeing the picture here. Brennan is not, this isn't his first rodeo of illegally spying on senators and other people that shouldn't be being spied on. Senator Mark Udell, Democrat of Colorado, and another member of the Intelligence Committee, demanded Mr. Brennan's resignation. The CIA unconstitutionally spied on Congress by hacking into the Senate Intelligence Committee computers, and he said in a written statement, This grave misconduct not only is illegal, but it violates the U.S. Constitution's requirement of separation of powers. These offenses, along with other errors in judgment by some at the CIA, demonstrate a tremendous failure of leadership, and there must be consequences. And last thing from here, the CIA officials penetrated the computer network when they came to suspect that the committee staff had gained unauthorized access to an internal CIA review of the detention program that the spy agency never intended to give Congress. And again, this was about the waterboarding practices. And hours later, Mr. Brennan was publicly questioned about the dispute and said that when the facts come out on this, I think a lot of people who are claiming that there has been this tremendous sort of spying and monitoring and hacking will be proved wrong. Look at that quote, and doesn't it sound almost exactly like what he is saying now? Trump is, this is lies. He is wrong. I will be proved right. But again, this, remember, this article that you're seeing right here, Patriots, was back in 2014. You're seeing history repeat itself. Brennan is not 
This isn't his first rodeo, like I said before, of illegally spying on U.S. citizens. This is a huge problem. If he did it back then, you know damn well he was part of it with Flynn. And again, while Q is mentioning it here, worth remembering who was the quarterback, Q. You have a man with experience illegally spying on American citizens. So why not use him again? Crazy, crazy. 4302, articles describing the historical relationship between the CIA and news reporters. Q said, expand your thinking. This is an article here. It's not even an article. This was an old from Newsweek back in September 22, 1986. This is just painting a picture here that reporters and the CIA have always had contacts and they've always had relationship. And it says here in the title in the article, you can see they keep in touch but at arm's length, they don't want to be caught. And it's just painting this picture here that where was all these leaks coming from, from the Washington Post? It was all through the CIA and these illegal meetings here. And you're going to see here, this is Methods. Uh, I actually got this from Methods here. This is from the Gateway Pundit article from 2016, just talking about at least 65 mainstream reporters were meeting with and or coordinating offline with top Hillary advisors. And it says, thanks to the WikiLeaks, we now know that at least 65 mainstream reporters were working closely with the Clinton campaign this election year. And they give a list here. It says, these 65 mainstream reporters can never be trusted. And you're going to see the list. You have a whole bunch. AP, ABC, BuzzFeed, CBS, CNBC, you know, the usual suspects for all the garbage that's being pushed. Uh, Router, Router, uh, Router, whatever the hell their name is. Router's Politica, Washington Post. And it gets worse. It says, we also know that political's chief political correspondent, Glenn Thrush, was sending the Hillary campaign articles for their review before publishing. So you literally have, you literally have these mainstream media outlets sending their articles before they're even printed to be okayed by the party that they're supposed to be not affiliated with, unbiased, truthful media, right? Sending it to the party that's running against Trump, getting it okayed by them before they publish it. So this is painting a picture here. The media and these governmental agencies are working hand in hand. It's completely illegal and it's completely pushing a narrative that people don't even know what's going on. They don't even stand a chance because they don't even know this, this, this shadow government, these shadow practices are happening. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So 4303, CIA's use of journalists and clergy and intelligence operations. It says logical thinking, CIA coming back into the news soon. And again, this is a like a 30-page article, again, talking about the CIA's use of journalists and clergy and intelligence operations. They go hand in hand. They are all part of this. And this is why I'm saying now we're going from domestic, looking at the domestic part of this entire case now to an international case which will then drag in John Brennan and the CIA. And there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. And 4304 is going to confirm this. Look who's going to be the new director of national intelligence. None other than Ratcliffe. And Q says here, buckle up, linking a Fox News article saying the Senate confirms Ratcliffe as next director of national intelligence. And I'm telling you guys right now, the heads are already rolling. But if he's as good as Grinnell or even better, we are going to be getting so much information to come out to the public, which deserves to be seen. And the reason why I'm so excited about this is because the CIA, you know, with the conspiracy theories around 9-11 and 
mo- mostly that. But we've seen, I've, I've seen the Q drops, the class uh, 1-99. There is some theories out there saying that Epstein, more information is going to be released on Epstein about that. Now, I've researched and I know Epstein has ties to Mossad, which is the equivalent to the CIA, but it's based in Israel. And we know Q has said they're saving Israel for last. So what I would love to know, maybe with this new declassified information, are we going to see new things coming about Epstein being possibly linked to Mossad, linked to 9-11? There is a lot here. There's a lot here to come out. And that's, I'm so excited for Ratcliffe because I'm hoping he's going to be just as good as Grinnell and he's going to just drop bombs. He's going to be dropping the bombs. But Q is saying, buckle up. Get ready. 4305. This is a link here to Truthhammer888. It says, but at Team Cavuto said it will kill you. And you guys saw that in my live stream of Cavuto having a complete breakdown when um, Trump said he was taking HTQ and he was screaming at the top of his lungs, don't take it, it'll kill you. So Q is asking, why are select journalists so invested with instilling fear? Remember, HTQ, 40 years on the market. Is this about the health and well-being of people or something else? Is this about the virus or something else? And let me pull up that tweet here. Interestingly enough, guys, this is great. This is HCQ to be given proactively to more than 40,000 healthcare workers in the UK. And the truth hammer asks a very funny question. What color is that pill? Well, let's watch the video. Hydroxychloroquine, along with chloroquine, will be given to more than 40,000. Are those red pills, guys? I think they're red, right? That's a red pill. Thousand healthcare workers from around the world who've been in contact with COVID 19 patients. Earlier this week, President Trump drew criticism for doctors after announcing he was taking the drug as a preventative measure. For the people in the podcast, I know the audio is not the best. That's as, as high as I can get it in the volume, but those are red pills. Those are red pills and it's HCQ and it's giving it out to 40,000 healthcare workers in the UK. Is this about the virus or something else? We know the answer. 4306. How do you convince people a vaccine is necessary? Critical US data on influenza deaths are false and misleading. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention acknowledges a difference between flu death and flu associated death, yet uses the terms interchangeably. Additionally, there are significant statistical incompatibilities between official estimates and national vital statistics data. Compounding these problems is marketing of fear, a CDC communication strategy in which medical experts predict dire outcomes during flu seasons. Q is literally comparing what we go through every year with the flu vaccine, and they're saying pretty much copy and paste the same fear tactic and apply it to COVID-19 data reports, and it is the same the same strategy to push a COVID-19 vaccine. And don't be surprised, people, when this vaccine is finally released, don't be surprised that this is going to be added to your yearly, you need your yearly COVID shot, just like you need your yearly, your yearly flu shot. The numbers are complete trash. It's used as fear. I have my views on vaccines. I'm not going to get into it on this channel, but that is what Q is referring to. 4307, welcome to the D party. And here we have a Breitbart article talking about how the Democrats paid Pennsylvania election officials to stuff ballot boxes. And this now, the the man admitted it. He was in 2014, 2015, and 2016. 
Dominic DeMiro, 73, for stuffing the ballot box for Democrats in exchange for payment by a paid political consultant. More mail-in ballot fraud. And Q says, welcome to the D-Party. Let me just refresh here, see what we got. Here's 4308, and the last Q-drop we'll cover. Worth remembering. Let's go to the tweet here. Let's see what it says. Morning Mika actually truthful on Morning Joe, as if there was any doubt. It's our job to control what people think. Let's see what she says here. Well, and I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts. And it could be that while unemployment and uh, the, the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. Yeah. If you look. Oh, that is if our you, job. Yeah. If you look at the. That is our job. Our job is to control what the people think and how they consume the media, not Trump. It's our job to control what people think. There's there's some real truth. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So that's it for the Q drops. I want to get into just two more articles here real quick because I thought this was really cool. This is from the Washington Post. You guys probably heard. A believer in QAnon conspiracy theory wins Republican Senate nomination in Oregon. And this is great. This is great. They were... Oregon Republicans on Tuesday elected a Senate nominee who believes in QAnon, the baseless conspiracy theory that has taken root among some far-right supporters of Donald Trump. Joe Ray Perkins bested in three other candidates to win the GOP nomination to face Senator Jeff Merkley in, in November, who is a Democrat. In a now-deleted video posted on her Twitter account, Tuesday night Perkins said she supported the conspiracy theory, which evolves around Q. And, of course, an anonymous Internet user claiming to be a government agent with top-secret security clearance. Amazing. We have people that believe in Q that are actually going to be running for Congress and senator seats. And it's just great to see this. And the the mainstream media, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. So last article I want to cover today, my boy Thinking Anon. If you guys can go over and give him a follow on Twitter, he's blowing up. He writes some of these really, really good bomb threads. And they're getting a lot of traction and he's really good at it. So he sent me this article, which I've seen um, shared on, on some other channels, but I thought it was really interesting talking about NASA uncovering evidence of a bizarre parallel universe where physics, time, operate in reverse. And it's just saying they found these particles. Um, it says scientists at NASA have reportedly uncovered evidence of a bizarre parallel universe where the rules of physics and time appear to be operating in reverse. Researchers conducted an experiment in Antarctica discovered particles from a universe that was born during the same Big Bang that created the one we live in, according to new scientists, a NASA team was using a giant balloon to carry electronic antennas in, into the sky above the frozen waste of Antarctica when they encountered a wind of particles from outer space that were a million times more powerful than anything they had seen before the news outlet reported. And the article continues, and they're basing it on the Big Bang Theory, which I think is complete bullshit. It's science that just, it's completely outdated. It's an old narrative. The old science, it's all horseshit. Um, but the reason why I want to bring this up here is, remember John Kerry went to Antarctica, Antarctica. Every country in the world is Antarctica. They each have their own slice of Antarctica um, that's designated to each country. But this channel, we've it's been nonstop politics, nonstop Q. On this channel, I am devoted to getting a full spectrum of information, the full worldview. Antarctica falls right into that, and Antarctica 
what lies underneath that ice is go, is it's a complete world that we haven't seen. And people, this is it'll upset, this is going to upset people, but our timeline as far as human beings goes way back, way further back than what's given in the Bible with Adam and Eve. There, I've researched this. There were beings that were here on this planet billions of years, millions of years before we were here. And Antarctica was not always the frozen wasteland that it is. There is an entire world underneath that ice of things that we have never seen. There's probably craft under there. There, People all even say there could be even the, the new uh, Atlantis that is under there. But why is every country in the entire world there studying things, finding particles they never saw before? These particles that they found were not from this earth. They had to have come from outside or outside this planet. So that means somewhere out in space that these particles came from and they were reversing physics that we know as physics and it looked like it was a parallel universe. This is a whole entire topic for another day, but I want to throw it in there because I, I love talking UFO alien tech it hasn't been something that's come up in this channel recently only because it's an election year with everything going on with q but i want to throw that in there and all that good stuff so that is going to be the episode today ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening um be on the lookout for more content i'm going to try to be doing every other day next week um is going to be the one year celebration for woke society so i want to do something special maybe some giveaways on the tuesday live stream for that and we're going to be getting some really good guests coming on in the following weeks as well. There's a lot to uh, there's a lot to be excited about. Woke size, we're growing. I'm hoping to be at forty thousand subs by the end of the month. So if everyone can like, share, comment, tell your friends about the um, tell your friends and family about this channel. Go follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Go to my Patreon, my BitChute, and of course, guys, if you want to donate to the channel as a one time donation, do it at the PayPal link below. So that is that. Thank you everyone for joining me. And uh, let me know what you think in the comments about the CIA and Mossad and all that stuff. And uh, we'll continue on and see what news breaks for the rest of the week. So until then, stay safe, stay warm. As I always say, stay woke.